Welcome to Ring of Tyranny. I am your host, Alan Johns, and you are listening to the only hashtag WrestleCast. In the hashtag WrestleCast nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself, we welcome you to the show, whether this is your first time joining us or your hundred and second time joining us. Thank you. Uh, we welcome you with open arms, and uh, we thank you again. Uh, it, you know, it, it's been a shaky week. Um, if you listen to the previous episode, or I believe I said, I don't, we've been trying to upload episodes, uh, and we've been getting a little bit of interference, and, and I'd like to think that's not uh, the space alien, uh, Dweebus, who goes by many names, Christian Cage, Sammy Callahan, Curry Man, Ernest the Cat Miller, uh, you know, his, his respective parallel uh, civilization, having, not having developed the technology, internet technology to Google, uh, TNA wrestlers, that's kind of an earth history thing, so you wouldn't expect that of an alien civilization, and, well gosh darn it, they never built it, so, I don't know if we can totally blame him, but, either way, uh, he, he goes by many names, and he's interfered with our show before, if you listen to the show and you know the history, you know that he destroyed my truth-telling operation that spanned a decade and was always growing, and, uh, you know, t- stole my voice, and when my voice came back, that's when I decided, my wife and I decided, it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting, as I'm a born broadcaster, third generation broadcaster, first generation podcaster, I've got it in my book, I've got it in my blood, uh, I came back to the broadcasting world to bring you this podcast, Ring of Journey, which brings you the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion, and if you want to familiarize yourself with that story, well, you can go ahead and listen to the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show, the 12 or 13 episodes that constitute season two of this show and the 21 or 22 episodes that constitute season three of this show now uh, i believe we're on episode oh we might even be at episode 24 here folks it's rolling right along we're rolling into town because uh well once again we just started interfering he became a fan of wwe believe it or not and uh, uh, got so upset when we started to reduce our coverage because of the amount of time it takes to be a WWE fan, a commitment that we can't exactly make with these tough times on the organic farming operation that my daughter started to save the family. Uh, Dweebus uh, kept interfering, and so I relented. I decided to give him his own segment covering WWE on the show, and that's when the FDI, the men in black, the black cars, and the black helicopters showed up on my doorstep. That's when Special Agent Clinton gave me the DEB gray throat lozenge that has silkened, silkened and smoothed up my voice to the voice you hear now. Uh, and it's no longer my old voice um, that you'd hear on the other seasons. It's no longer, uh, as Special Agent Clinton put it, grating, annoying, and downright irritating. No. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. As I said, listen to the past episodes of the show. Maybe listen to the past episodes of the show. Maybe throw us a couple bucks on the Patreon there. Uh, join Mr. TECBid, our only and beloved pay. And you know, you know what? Uh, it's been a little while since we played the, the TECBid appreciation song. So, uh, Mr. TEC Bid, our only and beloved patron, uh, we're going to play the song for you again, in case you're listening, and I hope you are. TEC Bid, thank you for your bid. TEC Bid, thank you for your bid. You commented, but you made history with um, Alan and Bertie. So thank you, patron. Our first patron. <laughs> That was the TEC bid appreciation song. If, if you like that song, uh, if you maybe maybe want your own appreciation song, well, go ahead and join Mr. TEC bid in helping 
run this ragtag operation, a uh, shadow of its former self. Uh, you know, right now, folks, we no longer have the studio. We no longer have the fancy microphones, the, the, the spit guards, the, 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 the XLR cables, the computers. The We no longer have that going. We don't even have an executive producer. And if you have heard from Bernie Presido, please tell him that we're looking for him. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm coming to you from an early morning truck ride into town. I'm coming into town to pick up some supplies for my daughter's organic farming operation, the farming operation somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific for which I work. And that's just, uh, uh, this is basically a podcasting situation of necessity at this point. So if you'd like to help us restore ourselves to even a shadow of what this media operation once was, well, go on over to patreon.com slash ringoftyranny. That's R-I-N-G-O-F. T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y, uh, or, you know, and, and you can become the second or third or even the fourth patron uh, over there at Patreon.com. Go join Mr. T-E-C-Bid in supporting the show, and maybe we'll write you your own uh, pr- uh, appreciation song. Um, one thing I do want to say uh, in that regard as well, uh, Bernie Prezito, if you're out there, uh, we're, we're worried about you now, uh, but uh, I don't want to float the possibility of an FDI black site, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, a, a, an underground prison of some sort that it doesn't allow, doesn't exactly follow the rules because uh, nobody knows about it and it doesn't, the, the, the people running it know, you know, and this is no longer a truth-telling operation, but let me just say, if that's what's going on here, Special Agent Clinton, uh, we're going to find out eventually and we'll... Uh, give credit where credit is due shall we say and if that's not if that's not meant as a positive i might have sounded a little positive there but that's not meant as a positive so uh bernie we are getting quite worried however though uh and folks if, if you've seen bernie presido uh the executive producer who used to work tirelessly to bring you this show um you know uh just tell him uh alan johns and, and the crew and ring of tyranny well the, you know there's not really a crew that might confuse him there, he was the crew but just tell him alan johns is looking for him and, and say he did you know and just ask he can send us an email at ringoftyranny at gmail.com that's r-i-n-g-o-f-t-y-r-a-n-n-y at gmail.com um anything give us a call call in today. well we don't have a call in set up that we should oh you know if maybe if bernie was still here if bernie was facilitating meetings between the space alien and the rss feed owner of this rss feed who we also haven't heard from but we assume if we keep playing his music that'll keep him happy and, and he'll leave us alone that seemed to be the deal before but those two were really putting the alien in contact with me and, and they might have gotten in more trouble that's any anyway that's neither here or there let's not get into that uh, as i said this is no longer a truth-telling operation no this is a this is a pod a hashtag wrestlecast ring of tyranny uh, and we are bringing to you the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion. Now, uh, on top of that, you know, not too long ago uh, was the genesis of our infamous, now infamous, Chicago PD tweet. Now, uh, you know, this show's still happening, folks, because of Chicago PD. And you may think I'm referring to the Chicago PD tweet, which of course read, can't dot 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 stop dot 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 watching dot 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 at NBC Chicago PD. Uh, You know, I'm looking at the views, at the tweet activity, the the metrics on this thing. It it got more than 20,000 impressions, 20 to 25,000 impressions. 
uh, over 100 likes, about 102, 103, oh, 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 excuse me, I do beg your forgiveness and your excuseness there, that was the, uh, I apologize folks, it is an early morning truck ride into town, as I said, we're, we're bumping along and rolling along, it's freezing out here, somewhere in Texas, I'd rather not be specific, a little arctic wind rolled in last night, and I'm, I'm a little tie-tie, I'm a little tired, uh, and so what you just heard there was the biological function of a man's yawn, and I do apologize, I beg your excuseness and forgiveness, it may happen, the sun's not up, the people aren't up, and uh, Heck, we're just rolling along into town. Uh, you know, we like to get there early to avoid all the all the farm traffic, all that country traffic you hear about in the news. Anyway, uh, the, the Chicago PD tweet may have brought you here, but I just want to, you know, some people may go, oh, Chicago PD, PD that's a bad show. Bernie Prezito, in fact, our executive producer, was not a fan. He used to call it Chicago PU, which I did not appreciate. Uh, but the Chicago PD tweet, if that brought you here, well, bless you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, Chicago PD saved this podcast. It was our our mutual love of Chicago PD that was uh, talked about, chatted about with uh, Special Agent Clinton that allowed him to see we were okay, that we weren't really, you know, I, I told Special Agent Clinton that we weren't in the business of giving space aliens a platform. The dang space alien just wouldn't stop messing with us. So anyway, we're covering, not only is this the hashtag WrestleCast uh, covering the very best in professional wrestling news and opinion, we're also a, a part-time Chicago PD podcast. So welcome if you came for a Chicago PD review. That's what you're going to get this morning. So welcome. Uh, and, and we're going to be reviewing uh, the seventh episode of this season of Chicago PD, uh, which was a pretty fantastic episode last week. Uh, I just want to say we've been getting some interference. I've already recorded this podcast more than once. And we got, we've been getting a little interference, something messing with, uh, with the uploading of it. I'm not sure what's going on. I hope it's not NBC because we're not uploading anything, uh, uh, other than our love for Chicago PD, NBC. So why NBC? I mean, heck, heck, uh, you know, how many other Chicago PD podcasts? I, you know, I love this show so dang much. Who knows? This could end up being a Chicago PD exclusive podcast and five days a week, Chicago PD, you know, more, more content than the show even has, uh, more content than the entire Chicago verse combined. Maybe that would, yeah, it's, maybe that would keep you out of our hair, whoever you are. Uh, and oh, excuse me, I don't mean to get upset, folks. It's a, I, you know, like I said, I get a little heated sometimes. I'm a more broadcaster. I've got it in my blood. I'm a third generation broadcaster. First generation podcaster. Anyway, let's talk Chicago PD. Uh, Hank Boyd and the crew are rolling right along through season seven. Uh, we've had a bio-terrorism outbreak uh, shut down. We've had a Bulgarian family uh, ties explored. Uh, Bulgarian traditions explored and respected. Uh, we've had... What else did we have? Oh, we had a bunch of ladies uh, transporting drugs. Um, you know that Detective Rojas uh, infiltrated and uh, basically earned her spot on the crew, on the uh, intelligence crew. Now this episode here was a little bit more about her roommate, uh, Detective Upton. And so Detective Upton took Rojas in. Uh, once Rojas joined intelligence, uh, she was left without her apartment that she had while she was undercover. So uh, Detective Upton offered offered her place, and the two were a little, you know, Detective 
protective roomies. It's kind of cute, uh, but they they started off the day. Hey, don't leave the half and half out. Hey, you put the toilet seat down. You know, it was very cute. That's not what they said, obviously, but they, 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 it was nice. It was fun. It's a nice. You know, I wouldn't even mind uh, these two in a in a kind of a cop sitcom. <laughs> that would huh, that would be some. That would be pretty funny, probably. Kind of an odd couple sitcom. Detective Rojas and Detective Upton. Maybe like a little. You know, like how Chachi got his own show off of uh, off a of happy, like a little uh, uh, what do you, what do you call that? A side side show? Yeah, a side show, like a like a side show. Uh, I think that would be good. It, you know, you wouldn't be able to look away. It'd be a side show, um, and I'm sure a lot of people would be into that. Two two young detective ladies, uh, lady roommates. That would be nice, but that's not really well. We haven't had that episode yet. Uh, and, uh, that would come soon, but a sideshow, I'd, I'd recommend NBC, a sideshow, uh, too late, you know, kind of like Cagney and Lacey, but more of like an Everybody Loves Raymond style, anyway, that's neither here or there, I would watch that, uh, no, this episode, uh, Upton is, uh, getting down in the nitty gritty, you know, she's, this is kind of her episode, it's Upton-centric, Upton-focused, and, uh, our, uh, our blonde hero runs out and into the, into the night infiltrate a, a fentanyl smuggling, a fentanyl dealing ring, uh, at the information from gained, the access information was gained from their prisoner, Mr. Wilson, who was arrested a few episodes ago and basically said, you know, he's the Hank Void of drug dealers. Uh, they're using his info to infiltrate a fentanyl dealing ring. She goes to the club with, uh, with her confidential informant, who I believe was around a couple seasons ago, but, uh, this guy is her CI again, and, um, you know, they get along, they're friendly, uh, and she gets him to take her to a club, and they meet this big dude, and the big dude, uh, is pretty suspicious, as you would be, I would be suspicious of Upton. Upton looks like, uh, a nice lady that goes to Starbucks and takes care of her kids, and she's in this club asking, uh, this big dude where she can buy some drugs, where she can buy some fentanyl and shit to, to ship, uh, which if you know there's an opioid epidemic, I mean, this is no longer a truth-telling operation, but they're tying it, kind of, there's, there's an opioid epidemic going on, and this is the stuff they're getting at, and she's got a, uh, this hookup, uh, apparently has pure, uncut stuff, which is very dangerous, uh, probably costs a lot because it's dangerous, um, you know, anyway, they get into this, and, and the guy's not really buying it, I didn't think he was really buying it, I hope, I hope I wouldn't buy it, honestly, that Upton is a drug dealer, I mean, I, you know, I've said, I've mentioned this before, but the, the, the officers of the intelligence, of Hank Voigt's intelligence crew, uh, really have got to be running out of, of, uh, drug dealer rings to infiltrate that aren't going to recognize them at this point, you have Dr. Officer Kevin, um, Officer Ruzek, Officer Halstead, Officer Upton have all kind of infiltrated a little bit of the drug gangs here, so I guess Officer Upton hasn't done them as much, so that's why they've got her on the spot here, uh, and she does infiltrate, and the guy says he's going to pick him up later, so she's hanging out with her CI, and the guy picks him up, and uh, he says, we're not making the deal here in the parking garage, you got to come with me, and she's a little nervous at first, as you should be, uh, and then she realizes they're about to smash uh, the delivery guy, they're about to basically uh, hit, attack, the guy bringing the drug, 
from him. And the guy uh, she's with goes crazy. He slams into uh, the carrier. The guy who has bags of fentanyl in his uh, in his car, and he pops open the trunk and he gets into the fentanyl. The big dude that Upton is with, and she's freaking out. The CI runs out uh, after the guy. The big dude bashes in the car and fentanyl uh pure uncut fentanyl explodes all over his face and he begins to have a seizure because who can handle all that it's very dangerous that's why you don't want to mess around with this stuff folks and and uh if you haven't tried fentanyl before i'd like to suggest you never do yeah it's probably not the best idea to start now uh but this big dude who's uh stealing drugs uh, in front of an undercover officer starts seizuring. She runs out. The CI runs out, which I didn't think was very smart. He revealed his, his presence and uh, they try to save him. They're shooting a bunch of adrenaline needles in him. The CI sticks an adrenaline needle in Upton uh, just for, you know, safety for, for good measure, which I thought was, was a good idea. I, I enjoyed that. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they, they all, all the cops reveal themselves. They get, they take this guy and then Upton is really mad at Mr. Wilson and Mr. Darius Wilson for not, uh, telling them about this other, uh, uh, hookup that, you know, this guy was working for named Mackie, I believe. Um, and so they're going to go after Mackie and, and they set up a sting with detective Wilson. They tell him this is, you're on the line. You need to set, you need to make this happen. Um, and so he meets with his old buyer, uh, and he gets out in the nick of time. He does a whole homing device routine and I'm not going to get too into it, but they arrest that guy, the Mackie, and then Upton CI gets murdered in the middle of the day. And she thinks that it was Mr. Wilson, the criminal they're working with. It's his fault. Uh, oh yeah. Well that happened before actually that happened before from Mackie. And so they're meeting with Mackie and Upton's really upset because you know, well, she says the CI was a good guy and she's responsible for him. I mean, I think, you know, little things like he gave her a shot of, of the adrenaline or whatever it was when they were near the fentanyl explosion. Um, the fentanyl powder explosion. He gave her a little shot. There are little signs that he was he was kind of a good guy, just mixed in with the wrong side of the tracks. And uh, Upton's, you know, pretty much saying this and saying, oh, this Wilson guy got murdered him, put the hit out on him. We should be arresting him, not working with him, basically. And she wants to arrest him. Halstead holds her back. He says, you can't, don't step on Voight. He's going to get really bad, which is true. Void, uh, Void has his own particular brand of justice, as we've all come to learn. And yeah, he, you may not know what he's doing, but he's probably doing something. Uh, anyway, uh, she she doesn't arrest uh, Mr. Wilson, Darius Wilson. Uh, they let him go, and, and Hank Void gets a little mad, though, uh, and, and threatens to arrest him. And Mr. Wilson makes the point again that... He and Hank Void aren't so different. They uh, have a crew that they order around to do things, this and that. And you know, some of the developments of this season, I I would uh, I would kind of start to agree with him. I mean, last season, uh, Hank Void let a husband take the rap for his wife uh, in a murder to protect. Uh, she murdered someone to protect his political career, and he let that mayoral candidate bunk from the office take the rap for his wife. Uh, this season, he let a Bulgarian father take the rap for his for his murderous son. Uh, 
after Halstead got an innocent uh, drug de drug addict killed in jail for getting blamed for the murder of two children last week, Hank Foyt uh, basically just pinned it on the actual murderer, which because everybody already thought that this guy was the murderer, so instead of it getting out um, that the person they put in jail was not the murderer that got murdered in jail because they put him in jail for child murder was not the murderer and, and instead of getting, letting it get out that the new fancy pants computer system that the sergeant wanted to use uh, was not as great, the facial recognition system was not as great uh, as it was being advertised uh, they didn't correct anyone on this innocent drug dealer being murdered. They say, you know, they try to, I mean, we have the Philosopher Files on this, on this show. So we'll have an episode of the Philosopher Files. Maybe we'll explore that, uh, in that next episode. <laughs> but Hank Voigt, even though he's a fictitious character, I mean, his, his motives are sometimes unclear. He's still supposed to be a police officer. So you're kind of like, well, if this guy's on the streets, I don't know if that's much better than uh, the Darius Wilsons out there. And that's the point that Mr. Wilson uh, makes it a point to make to Hank Voigt. You and I are pretty much the same, just from different sides of the fence. Uh, and it's, it's getting harder and harder to argue with him. Uh, but so um, Upton is really upset uh, that they are working with uh, this criminal, this criminal mastermind, Mr. Wilson. And she makes a, she says something about it. Hank Voigt calls her into his office and they have this exchange where she's, you know, he's, she's really upset that her confidential informant was murdered. Uh, they leave it kind of up in the air. You're not sure if it's Mr. Wilson or not because the CI, the confidential informant had run out uh, a couple times and kind of exposed his identity where he should have, he should have kept it low. You know, Mr. Wilson did this whole thing. Oh, with, with Mackie. Oh, you got a homing device on your car. Someone's tracking you, bro. And he ran away out of the deal to, to kind of cover his butt. And it worked. Um, but so, uh, you know, Hank Voigt and Upton have this exchange where she's like, how do I carry the weight of, of the CI's death? I, I got him killed and he was, good, he was a good guy overall. He was just a, you know, he, he got busted for drugs and we were giving him a second chance and he was taking it. And it's my fault he's dead! Uh, and Hank Voigt's like, well, well, there's a lot of, lot of dead people on my shoulders, too. And you gotta carry that weight. It is kind of your fault. So we carry it. And she's like, uh, how, how do I carry it? He's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, and, and that's it. It was actually a really good exchange. Uh, so, good episode of Chicago PD. Again, uh, a not you know, I'm kind of interested to see what happened with that with that big cop that uh, Rusev got in a fist fight with and had a had a street justice fist fight with. I, I was interested to see if he was going to show up more. It's looking more and more like Upton's going to quit uh, every week. We'll see if she makes it through the season with a job. Uh, she may join, you know, uh, the ranks of uh, Antonio Dawson and uh, Aaron, uh, the disappeared disappeared members of the of Hank Voigt's crew. Uh, but yeah, a good episode overall of Chicago PD uh, this last week. I'd recommend you go watch it on Hulu. Uh, more of a bridge episode, you know, more of an Attack of the Clones episode than a Phantom Menace or a Revenge of the Sith. Uh, more of a, you know, more of a Star Trek, Star Trek, uh, uh, um, 
anyway, we'll we'll see where it leads next week or, or this coming uh, coming up on Chicago PD. It is Tuesday. Normally we'd be recording our philosopher file, so I apologize, folks, uh, for the haphazardness of this ragtag operation, a uh, uh, shell of its former self. Uh, but you know, I I blame it mostly to the disappearance of our executive producer Bernie Prezito, who used to work tirelessly to bring you this show. So, folks, if you see Bernie Prezito out there, please let him know that we're worried about him. We're we're looking for him, and um, he's always welcome back at home. Uh, should he want to come back, we miss you, Bernie. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, we hope you're well. Um, send us an email, folks, if you like the show. Ring of Tyranny at gmail.com. That's R I N G O M. T-Y-R-A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Uh, we're rolling into town here, so I'm about to sign off uh, in that in the way I like to do in an, in an omaji, which is Italian for tribute to one of my favorite shows, SCTV, and one of my favorite skits on one of my favorite shows, The Farm Film Review uh, with John Candy and Joe Flaherty. Uh, may the good Lord uh, take a liking to you. And Chicago PD, you real soon. Good morning. We keep one foot in the world we don't belong in. And we ask our CIs to do the exact same thing. Only, you're the cop. Cameron was a snitch. So, sure is that is the cost of the game. You're the one who has to carry it. That is on you. do that? How do I carry it?